Well, it's tempting, isn't it, to start a, to think when you start a, a new year and a series on prayer that really it's just like a, a super Christian New Year's resolution, like deciding that you're going to run the length between uh, Land's End to John O'Groats, only it's more spiritual. Or having prayer as a priority simply because it's a new year, well, that's not a bad thing. We heard just a moment ago in our reading, didn't we, in the space of just a few sentences, Jesus say three times when you pray. And then he gives us a way of praying. Every new year is an opportunity to pause, to look at how things are, and to discern what direction God is leading us, and for that to include prayer. But the reason I want us at the start of 2021 to focus on prayer for a few weeks is not because it's a new year, but because it's this new year. 2020 and the start of the COVID pandemic was a loud wake-up call to us all that we are much less in control of this world and our lives than we might imagine, we might even like. Now we are probably unable to fully or easily answer the question, what is God doing through the pandemic? But at least part of an answer must be that he is leading us to depend on prayer more and more. And now that we've stepped into 2021, we look around and things feel very similar. Prayer must be a priority and it's got to be at the center of things for us. And as we look ahead into 2021, I know that making plans feels a bit like trying to pin jelly uh, to the wall. But as a church family, uh, we're going to be working hard towards taking big steps as we seek to start a new Christian community in Netherhall. As we look to plant a new church a few minutes drive away and as we look to get the Hub Community Cafe built and up and running. And that's before any of the surprises or shocks that this year will have in store for to each of us and for us as a, as a church family. And we're a, we're a church family that are good at doing things. And so we need to make sure that it all flows from prayer. Prayer has got to be at the centre of things this year. And that's why over the next six Sundays, we're going to spend time at diving into the Lord's Prayer. And why in a couple of weeks, home groups are going to start the prayer course. And my, I guess my two hopes, my two big prayers for the coming weeks, are that together we learn to enjoy prayer more. And that we find prayer to be a greater heartbeat of our life together. Now, there'll be some of you watching this uh, for whom that describes your prayer life. You enjoy prayer and it's a heartbeat. It reflects your experience. And I praise God for you and for, for that experience that you have. But I suspect there are more of us who would say our prayer lives, well, they, they feel like they're in a different postcode or even a different country. And just to help us get a picture of, of our experience of prayer together as a church family, I've put together a short survey on prayer. Uh, the link's on the website, and we'll email it around in the next uh, few days. And I'd ask you this week to just fill it in. There's a few simple questions. Everything's anonymous. But just to get a snapshot of what your experience, our experience of prayer is. And for that to shape some of the things we'll be doing and thinking and saying over the coming weeks. And whatever that survey shows, I know that all of us wrestle with prayer in different ways at different times. Our experience of prayer is not like walking down a clear path. 
It's like walking down a path that is absolutely full of big stones, massive lumps of rock in the way. It might be that when it comes to prayer, you struggle to find time. Or you're not quite sure what to pray about. Maybe you just feel like you're praying over the same things again and again, and it's just a, it's just a big list. Or perhaps you're feeling that your prayers aren't that powerful. Or if you're really honest, you just don't feel like praying. Well, the good news is, Jesus gets us when it comes to prayer. Jesus gets you and he gets me. Jesus doesn't say pray more. Jesus doesn't say pray harder. What does Jesus say? Well, he says those words we just heard read from Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 15. Words of Jesus that are like a bulldozer through those big, massive lumps of rock on our path of prayer and will help us to enjoy prayer more and to have prayer as a heartbeat. And in the coming weeks, we're going to dive deeper into the Lord's Prayer. But for the next few moments, what I want to do is to kind of hover over these verses and share what I think are three practical tips that Jesus gives us for how to pray. And the first one is, keep it real. Keep your prayers real. We hear Jesus say it in verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. So they love, to stand, uh, they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. This isn't Jesus saying, don't ever pray out loud, or you mustn't pray with other people. This is Jesus asking us, what is our reason we're praying? Are we out to impress other people? Or are we keen to spend time talking to God as our Heavenly Father? Just a moment ago, Lizzie gave us that really helpful definition of prayer. Talking with God. We can talk with God because through Jesus, he has started a conversation with us. And he's opened a relationship up to us through Jesus' life and his death and his resurrection. Our reward that comes through prayer, done with the door closed, with nobody else listening, is we get to enjoy God himself. We get to enjoy Jesus sharing the relationship he has always enjoyed as the Son of God. Sharing that with us. There will be a greater life of prayer amongst us as a church family when we seek out prayer on our own. Because prayer is the gospel, the good news at the heart of Christianity in a nutshell. Coming to God as Father. Because we belong to Jesus. And doing it by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it means when we pray, we, we don't have to make ourselves sound better than we are. When we pray, we don't have to hide away how we're doing or how we're feeling means when we pray, we don't have to keep our distance because of our sin. When you pray, keep it real. Jesus' second tip for how to pray is keep it simple. Keep it simple. We pick it up again in verse 7. When you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. 
for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. That, that final bit is brilliant, isn't it? If you belong to Jesus, your heavenly Father knows what you need before you even ask. So should we, should we just give up praying? Why do we need to even pray if God already knows? But Jesus tells us this so that we will pray. And that's because Jesus is stopping us from thinking that prayer is like the coin you put into some cosmic vending machine to get what you want. Jesus is helping us see that it's not about God hearing us because we say so much. It's not about thinking that we've got to find magic words that that connect us direct to God. Because prayer is not simply about getting stuff. Prayer is about getting God. Prayer is the way we relate to the living God who's made us, through Jesus, his much-loved children. So we can pray simply. Jesus says when it comes to pray, keep it real, keep it simple, and use what you're given. Use what you're given. Verse 9, Jesus says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. Those familiar words. This, this is the prayer that Jesus gives to everybody who follows him to help them pray. It's a gift to us. Here is a prayer that helps us to keep things real. Because through the Lord's Prayer, we're reminded who God is, who we are, and what's important. It begins with us as children of the Heavenly Father calling out to him through Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. It then uh, splits into two parts. The first part is all about God's glory. That's God's goodness and his greatness put on display. So so we pray that God's name would be honoured. We pray that God would be recognised as king. And we pray that God's ways would be lived out. And then we have the second section. And there's three more things that we pray through. uh, And it's for our good. We pray for God's provision. We pray for God's forgiveness. We pray for God's protection. In just a few words, the Lord's Prayer covers a lot of ground. And it covers the reality of life in this world as children of God. It's a prayer that helps us keep things real. And it's a prayer that helps us to keep things simple. The prayer is, we have it uh, in our reading today, 54 words long. When we add in the sort of praise section at the end, as we often do when we say it, it's 62 words long. It's not many, is it? It's simple enough for a child to memorize. It's simple enough for all of us to memorize. Tim Keller, on his, in his book, his really helpful book on prayer, it says this. Jesus Christ gave us the Lord's Prayer as the, uh, to give us a key to unlock the riches of prayer. But I suspect that's not how we approach the Lord's Prayer. For many of us, the the Lord's Prayer has become so familiar, it's lost its impact on us. And so we don't really pray it. For others of us, we, we don't really pray the Lord's Prayer because it just feels wrong to be praying some kind of set words. After all, we've, I've already said there's no kind of magic formula, there's no magic words that connect you quicker to God. But having said that, there have been times when I have been so grateful for the specific words of the Lord's Prayer, when I have not known what to pray for, or quite how to pray, I've prayed the Lord's Prayer. 
And many other times, the Lord's Prayer directs how I pray. If you, if you think of it like this, the different parts of the Lord's Prayer are like coat hangers. Each part of the Lord's Prayer helps me to hang my prayers onto them. The Lord's Prayer shapes and directs what I'm praying about. Keep it real. Keep it simple. Use what we've been given. And so as I come to a close, I want to set us all a challenge in light of that for this, for this week and the coming weeks as we focus on prayer. It's a very simple challenge. And it is for us all to be praying the Lord's Prayer each day in the middle of the day. For all of us to be praying the Lord's Prayer each day in the middle of the day. Because the thing is, you can listen to many better sermons than this one on prayer. You can read many, many, many books on prayer. You can have many, many conversations about prayer. But if we are going to grow in prayer, the thing we need to do is to pray. We need to keep it real, we need to keep it simple, and we need to use what we've got. Now, it might be you want to pray the Lord's Prayer at a different time of the day. That's, that's fine. You might be sitting there going, this just doesn't feel like something for me for now. There's no compulsion to do this. But I would want to encourage all of us as a church family to commit for the next few weeks, as we focus in on prayer, to pray the Lord's Prayer each day in the middle of the day. And then to be sharing our stories of how we found it, our experience of it, and what God has been doing uh, through that. But as we come uh, to be growing in prayer, to be going deeper in prayer, we need to begin by keeping it real, keeping it simple, and using what we've got.